good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world today. I welcome you to Wow, What a Show. This is the podcast outreach live of Rehoboth Institute of the Arts. And if you have attended before, and if you have not, we know that you are no <laughs> acquainted with the fact that we are um, reading through Proverbs in a series we call Apples of Gold. So we want you to sit back and enjoy. Okay, we're having a little difficulty here, but it will all uh, get itself right momentarily. And we are asking that if you're here, please put on your headphones. And if you're not speaking, perhaps you could mute your phone. That might help to reduce some of the feedback that we're getting. Uh, But we move right along. I am so happy to tell you or to introduce a dear friend who is going to read with us today. Remember, our session or this series is titled Apples of Gold reading through Proverbs. And we've chosen to do it in a month that has 31 days because Proverbs has 31 chapters. So I'd like at this point to just say hello and introduce you to Ms. Sharice J, our reader for today. Hi there, Sharice. Hello, can you hear me? We can hear you. We have a little feedback, but we can hear you. I would ask, do you have on a headphone? I do not have a headphone on. Let me try that. Let's see. Okay. And what we will do is mute her until she gets it on, and then uh, we will we, we will unmute. See if we can uh, continue. And I'd like to say welcome to my dear dear friends. Tony, how are you? And Fresh in Spaces has entered the studio. So we will be up and ready in a moment. Uh, Guys, I'm talking to the choir. You already know that we are in a series and we are reading through Proverbs and that we've been particularly blessed in doing so. And we want to ask the Lord to work with us here. We're coming across the seven seas, et cetera, et cetera. And so there are little glitches from time to time, but we are we're going to work it out. And Shreese, if you can hear me and you put on your headphones, um, you can unmute your yourself and then we can move along. That would be lovely. Good. Okay. So I muted you. You have to unmute if you don't mind. Okay. And uh, so, um, wow, what a show is the live podcast of Rehoboth Institute of the Arts. And of course, you know, at our site, as you can see over the profile name, capital R, capital I, capital A, Rehoboth Institute of the Arts, if you visit that uh, location, you will hear many other episodes that we have uploaded. And uh, we're talking to artists a lot and we are also trying to touch on the issues of life that we all go through. And so then, um, you know, poetically or, or artistically, creatively. 
And we are, of course, hoping to reach others with the message of the gospel. That is the purpose of Love of uh, Hope Institute. Hi there, Sharice. I think I hear you. Are you there? I'm here. Do you still hear good. feedback? Uh, nope. It's all good. Praise okay, God. Thank perfect. you, Jesus. Okay, perfect. So the, our reader today is Miss Sharice, and I hear there's been a name change, so I'll let her give you her last name if she so desires. Um, but uh, a dear, dear, wonderful young person who um, is acquainted with my entire family, and uh, she has a creative background herself. And in future, we will be hearing from Sharice in, in conversation on our webpage, Conversations in Creative Evangelism. So Sharice is going to read today for us, and I am going to turn it all over to her. She can just um, dive in and take us on. We're going to be with you in prayer. Okay. Thank you so much. Um... I, I have never had this opportunity, so I feel blessed to be a part and not only just to be a part of this opportunity, but something that um, is very dear to me to be a part of something um, with Miss Phil. Um, I know I'm not <laughs> supposed to call you Miss Phil, but that's what I've always called you, Miss Phil. So, um, be comfortable. Um, yes, so uh, it's a pleasure to um, be here, and I just want to go ahead and dive in. We're looking at Proverbs 10 today, yes. and um, I'm just going to read straight through uh, for those people that are here, so the word will be in your hearing, and then I'll go back and expound on what I've read. So I'm starting Excellent. with Proverbs of Solomon. The Proverbs of Solomon in verse 1 reads, the Proverbs of Solomon. A wise man maketh a glad father, but a wise, a foolish son is the heaviness of his mother. Treasures of wickedness profit nothing, but wickedness, but righteousness delivereth from death. The Lord will not suffer the soul of the righteous to famish, but he casteth away the substance of the wicked. He becometh poor that dealeth with a slack hand, but the hand of the diligent maketh rich. He that gathereth in, in summer is a wise son, but he that sleepeth in the harvest is a son that causeth shame. Blessings are upon the head of the just, but violence covereth the mouth of the wicked. The memory of the just is blessed, but the name of the wicked shall rot. The wise in heart will receive commandments, but a prating fool shall fall. He that walketh uprightly walketh surely, but he that perverteth his ways shall be known. He that winketh with the eye causes sorrow, but a prating fool shall fall. The mouth of a righteous man is a well of life, but violence covereth the mouth of the wicked. Hatred stirreth up strifes, 
but love covereth all sins. In the lips of him that hath understanding, wisdom is found, but a rod is for the back of him that is void of understanding. Wise men lay up knowledge, but the mouth of the foolish is near destruction. The rich man's wealth is his strong city. The destruction of the poor is their poverty. The labor of the righteous tended to life, the fruit of the wicked to sin. He is in the way of life that keepeth instruction, but he that refuses reproof erreth. He that hideth hatred with lying lips, and he that uttereth a slander is a fool. In the multitude of words there wanteth not sin, but he that refraineth his lips is wise. The tongue of the just is as choice silver, the heart of the wicked is little worth. The lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die for want of wisdom. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow with it. It is as sport to a fool to do mischief, but a man of understanding hath wisdom. The fear of the wicked, it shall come upon him, but the desire of the righteous shall be granted. As the whirlwind passeth, so is the wicked no more. But the righteous is an everlasting foundation. As vinegar to the teeth and as smoke to the eyes, so is a sluggard to them that send him. The fear of the Lord prolongeth days, but the years of the wicked shall be shortened. The hope of the righteous shall be gladness, but the expectation of the wicked shall perish. The way of the Lord is strength to the upright, and destruction shall be the workers of iniquity. The righteous shall never be removed, but the wicked shall not inhabit the earth. The mouth of the just bringeth forth wisdom, but the forward tongue shall be cut out. The lips of the righteous know what to what is acceptable. But the mouth of the wicked speak it forthness. And through, may the Lord add a blessing to the hearers and the readers of his word. And um, so I wanted to kind of go back and expound a little bit on each verse. Um, there was some repetition in there and uh, beautifully said um, a lot of wisdom from Solomon. And as I read through some of the things that I thought about were, were uh, based on the fate of the righteous versus the fate of the wicked. And I, I came to the conclusion that uh, being a righteous is wise and being wicked is foolish. So um, just starting at the beginning, um, in verse 1, I noticed that the proverb of Solomon was repeated, even though we know that it is the proverb of Solomon. It was part of intentionally put as part of the first verse and to remind us that this is Solomon's wisdom 
um, it was defined by him through God, but not specifically God saying, write this, but his wisdom that he learned through God. And he was a wise man, very wise man. And in verse one, he, he claims, uh, he states that a wise son is one that would make his father happy or glad. And the, and the foolish son would make the mother sorrowful. And so what I noted in the first verse was that both parents were mentioned, uh, one being a father who would be happy if his son was wise and the mother um, being sad. And I, I came to the conclusion that both parents' reaction were related to the habits of their son. Uh, righteousness being a wise thing and they would um, be both be glad although it only mentions the father and they would both be sorrowful although it only mentions the mother and um, in verse 2 it spoke again of the wicked and it said that the wicked treasures were there but it would bring them no profit. And I thought, uh, you know, how there's no uh, new thing under the sun. And perhaps this was the first time that uh, none profits <laughs> were uh, mentioned. And it's, it's like, uh, it was no profit, the wicked. Um, and uh, just a little funny thing that came to my mind. <laughs> nonprofits um <laughs> and then that the righteous in this situation was uh, a person that was delivered uh, from death um the righteous being profitable not just in um in the things that they do but in life so there was no death there and then verse three it speaks that the Lord keeps the soul of the righteous. So he is not dead. He is kept from the Lord by the Lord. Um, he keeps the soul full is what it says. Whereas the Lord casts away the wicked's uh, substance and uh, causes uh, him not to have gain but loss because he cast it away. Um, verse four, it speaks to the poor and it, the poor in this light was equivalent to a wicked person, um, being that they were lazy. So if you are being lazy or having slack or lack is, is what it's referring to, then you would be poor, whereas a rich person would come forth a, having a diligent hand or having a, a working hand. So both of them had a situation where work was available, but the rich person worked, whereas the poor person was slack with their hand. In verse five, speaks of the wise son. And it says that the wise son he gathered in the summer, which was a time 
in a season or right time in a season for harvest. Whereas the foolish son, when it was time for harvesting, he did not harvest. He, he brought his family to shame. In verse six, it speaks of the righteous being a just person. And it says that the blessings are in their head or upon their head from God. Um, that he's not only giving blessings physically, but wisdom and his thoughts. And he's thinking of those things that are good. Whereas a wicked person has violence that comes from their mouth. It, it covers their speech. It covers their thoughts. Um, and it is not like God which make causes them to be considered a wicked person again in verse 7 it refers to the righteous as a just person again stating that they are remembered there as a good a blessed person because they were not only being a blessing but they were receiving blessings from God in their teachings, in their works. So in the things that they say, in the things that they do, they were considered just. Whereas the wicked, their name was rotten or would come to be rot or not known or not heard or deceased. <clears throat> in verse eight, the wise, the righteous person is mentioned again as the wise person. Uh, and it states that the wise person would receive, they would be followed, uh, they would follow wisdom and the commandments of the Lord. Whereas the foolish person or the wicked person is known in this verse as a pratting fool. And in my looking up the pratting fool, it's a person that talks too much uh, and I, I think about that uh, silly thing um, as a song that says you talk too much you never shut up and <laughs> I'm saying my dated age there but it <laughs> this person is a person that will just go on and on not just talking too much but saying the wrong things talking outside of God's will uh, devaluing what what uh, we know as Christians to be right um, and they would fall because they do not follow wisdom it's like they purposely uh, go against what God says and in verse 9 we go on to find out the righteous person is not only wise but he walks upright and walking upright means that they have uh, confidence and they're solid in the word of God. They're doing the righteous thing. Whereas the wicked is being referred to as perverted. Um, they, they have ways that are unlike God. Um, they are known and they're seen as not righteousness, uh, right, right uh, upright. They are doing things that are not like God at all. And in verse 10, we look at 
the winketh eye. So this verse is interesting because it mentions that not only the wicked person having this winking eye, but also a pratting fool. And um, specifically in this verse, I want to read it as it states. So it says, he that winketh with the eye causes sorrow, but a pratting fool shall fall. And what I was starting to gather from that was not only was it sorrowful to wink with this eye or uh, be a trickster in the way that you talk to someone, but the um, padding fool was a whole nother level of, of wickedness uh, because it says, but it uses the word, but so it reminded me how there are levels of faith uh, like a faith of a mustard seed or as we call it in today's language or, or a person with crazy faith so that's kind of two levels of faith it, it makes me feel like he's saying there's more levels of wickedness different levels of it so this person that's winking would cause sorrow but this person who's this pratting fool who just continues to say and be totally against God's word would fall he lacks all kinds of of wisdom is what I thought just all kinds of wisdom he's lacking in it and it repeats this which lets you know that you know he was emphasizing it because the Pratt and food fool was also mentioned in verse 8 in verse 11 righteousness we go back to the righteous and the wicked words uh, so the righteous here is um, they're talking about the mouth and the well of life that um, is there's a deepness and the fullness of life in what he says as well as whereas the wicked his mouth is filled with violence and disappointment to the people that he would speak to, um, including himself. Uh, there, and it's repeated in verse six: this violent mouth that the wicked person would have. And I just noted here that Jesus calls himself a well, um, he a living well. And so this righteous person would be like Jesus in that they would try to fulfill saying and doing things that would bring life to people. In verse 12, it speaks of hatred and love. And of course, the love there is talking about how love covers all sin and how hatred it stirs up strife. So again, the wicked's mouth comes into play where he's saying and doing things that will cause harm or hurt to others, causing strife between. In both situations, um, it's something that they they are either saying or doing. But in ver in this verse, we see that love co covers all. 
this verse connects to the verse uh, preceding, which is verse 11, and it talks about how righteous and versus wicked comes into play. Whereas the hatred is there and the wicked and the love is there for the righteous. In verse 13, it goes on to talk about wisdom and understanding and speaking clearly and professing things that are good. So it's a continuation of 11 and 12 where it says the, as the, as in with the righteous understanding and speaking clearly and wisdom is, is there, but the wicked, the rod would come upon his back and it's not a rod that will be bring pleasure it will bring pain because he lacks understanding and he's wicked in his way and he refuses to to hear the word of God or obey um, so there's uh, some stubbornness there and which causes for this rod to come upon our back as we as we would um, do for our children if we love them is we would train them up and um, putting a rod on the back is to to try to encourage them in a better way in verse 14 we talk about the wise men and this is the place where I notice that he went from wise son to wise men and so the same as you are a son someday if you are graced by God you grow up and you become a wise man and now that he's a man he's storing this knowledge so he gained it as a son and he's storing it as a man so it stores his knowledge and the foolish he continues with this mouth of destruction in verse 15, he speaks of the rich man. So not only is this man wise and he stores his knowledge, but he becomes a rich man because he he uses that wealth and the, the time and the season that he had to store up the things he had, not just money and material things, but the knowledge of God it says that the rich man is a strong city and it wasn't gained in wickedness. It was gained from his listening, from his knowledge, from his understanding, from, from his work. It was stored up knowledge. And so we see in this verse that not all rich men are wicked men. Sometimes we want to say if that person is rich, they probably gain that riches, richness out of evil but this man he used what he had and he stored it up and now he is a rich man uh, whereas the poor in this verse the poverty is is his destruction and I thought about this as in the poor men um, they they see they look at the poverty that is there and they maybe think, you know, I'm poor. And I, I, you know, they focus on that. 
and and they see it as a problem but they do not recognize that had they taken the wisdom of God and stored it up just like the rich man did they would not be poor not just uh, physically but also spiritually this um, can be relayed so in their understanding they they don't understand that if they would have just worked instead they just look at oh I'm poor they don't understand that if I could do all the same things that the rich man did I could be also a rich man um, and um, this made me think of so many things in particular I have this um, I love fishing and I have this time when I'm you know I'm fishing or uh, looking I, I, I decided um, a couple of weeks ago that I was going to catch these fish with a net and I was having a really hard time with the kind of net that I had I kept you know swinging in and I wasn't getting anything and um, it came to me I just I need a trap for these fish and so I ordered this thing where you you sit the net and you just let the net stay there and when you let the net stay there it is you know goes deeper into the water you can walk away you can have these moments where you're kind of you know doing your thing and you're relaxing um, and you're giving the fish an opportunity to get comfortable and go in and and so as it happened I did that actually on yesterday and I caught like 10 fish right and I was so excited and I it made me think of this verse because this is you know thinking about how um I could use this to be fishermen of men as well not like I'm reaching in and I'm trying to grab them you know how people are like oh here comes the Christian moment and it's like but if I would just kind of sit with them and let them get comfortable with the things that I'm saying and relax and let God do the work then he will draw them to me and I can deliver them then to him and so that was just a like a cool thing that I thought about of how um, God draws us even unto him and not only that he baits us in with the bread like he never Jesus never does okay all of y'all just follow me he would give them fish or bread or something to eat because he fed their physical man in order to feed their spiritual man and so um, all of that kind of just ties in with how the rich man continued to do seed and wheat, then bread, and to bring in um, his wealth. Um, and so we can relay that to our ability to draw souls to Christ. And so we are on verse 16, and um, we think about... Uh, again, it talks about the righteous and it talks about their labor, labor to life and then wicked, how they have fruit, but their fruit is sin. So we see in both situations, there's fruit, there's fruit 
to life and there's fruit to sin or to death. So we have to be careful of the fruit that we possess, especially when we are drawing man to Christ. Verse 17, in both these situations, they go from righteous and wicked to he. Both of them are referred to as he in this situation. One of the he's kept the instruction and there was life and the other he he refused and was reproved and he um he refused reproof i'm sorry and he erred which means he had an issue he had a problem he he fell short he did not have life he chose death and then in verse 18 it goes back to the he and but both of these he's refers to um the he that is not like God, the wicked person, the one he carries hatred, he's uh, lying, he's uh, foolish, he has slander. And the thing that I noticed in this is both are lying. Uh, so you see, slander is talking about a person that would call, say something to you to cause injury. And so there's two ways to cause injury is what the, um, the writer Solomon was saying. You can cause injury by lying to someone and telling them something that is not telling them something wrong, like saying nicely, oh, you, you look great, you know, but lying to them or you're doing that well and leading them the wrong way. Or you can verbally say something mean to them or to or about them to cause harm to them so um both ways were lies and hiding but one was hiding it and the other was not hiding it and in verse 19 we go it goes on to say that there's one person that's not wise they're talking too much and there's one person that is wise and they're quiet they're listening to God, not because they're quiet and holding something in, but they're quiet because they're hearing from the Lord. In verse 20, it talks about the just person again. It goes back to the word just, and it says the just, their tongue is um, like choice silver. So there's real silver there. There's um it's expensive it's worthy it's something that is their words are carefully chosen for the lord and whereas the wicked their words are useless it's, it has little worth not just their words but it's coming their words are coming from their heart and their mouth uh, which um it it speaks specifically of the heart there and but it, it the word tell, reminds us that whatever comes out of your heart is coming from in uh, through your mouth. So the, you have to be careful the things that you say because they're coming from your heart. 21, it talks about righteous. It says the righteous, uh, they feed many and they feed them with good things. Whereas the fool, they die from lack of wisdom. And in verse 22, it speaks of the riches again. 
the richest of the wise men that he they call he's called rich he's a blessing of the lord it says that the material and non-material things of the wisdom whether it's wealth or sound mind god gives him those riches and it does not bring him sorrow which uh, which to me means that perhaps you could receive riches that would bring you sorrow but with a righteous man god will bless them with riches that will bring no sorrow in verse 23 we hear that the fool he delights in evil he is happy to do something evil whereas the wise he has understanding and a wisdom that is only from God. In verse 24, we go back to the terms wicked and righteous. And the wicked is described as, in my, in my thoughts, guilty. He's guilty. And he has, um, and he'll be caught in it, is the way I interpreted that, that verse. And it says the righteous, he's what he desires, um, his desires are granted. Let me read that one in particular. So in verse 24, it says, the fear of the wicked, it shall come upon him. In other words, the thing that the wicked is fearing or the guilt that is upon him of whatever he's done is causing him to, uh, well, the, the things that he's done is causing him to feel guilty and that truly shall come upon him. Like he will be paid back for the things he's done. Whereas, but the desire of the righteous shall be granted. So the things that he desires will be given to him and in verse 25 it speaks of the wicked again how he passes in the wind meaning he'll he uh, will be gone away um the things that he tries to do it will go away like a whirlwind is the way it says so it's not just a regular wind but a a whirlwind and here uh, the righteous is has an everlasting foundation, meaning that it's solid. It cannot be taken away. And in verse twenty six, the right the the wicked is explained as a sluggard person, a person that is lazy or won't work. And they're in the things that they are being compared to is vinegar to your teeth or smoke to your eyes. And we know that smoke to our eyes will burn or sting. Um, it will aggravate and it, and it causes no good for you. And that's what the wicked is being compared to there in 26 and 27. It says the fear of, of the Lord, it prolongeth your days, whereas the wicked, their days are shortened. 
and 28 speaks of the righteous again, how the righteous have hope and the things that we hope for as righteous people. It brings gladness and we will prosper in the things that we hope for because of course the righteous have stored up the things of God and the things that are good and surely God will cause his word to come to pass whereas the wicked their expectations and the things that they're trying to um, get a hold of or rather their hope it will perish and it will fail because none of the things of the wicked shall come to pass um, in in a good way for them only failure in verse 29 it speaks of the upright and so it says the riches in the righteous in this uh, seg- segment is strengthened or have strength whereas the wicked have destruction uh, it says they have works of iniquity and um, it will bring destruction it says both of these people as you can see are working but the wicked's work is going to be in vain whereas the righteous they will be strengthened I'm going to read that verse 29. It says the way of the Lord is strength to the upright, but destruction shall be to the workers of iniquity. And in verse 30, righteous, the righteous never removed. They will never be removed because again, as mentioned in verse 25, they have a foundation that can that is an everlasting foundation and that foundation is in Jesus so they're solid whereas the wicked they shall not inhabit the earth which means that they shall perish or fail in verse 31 it speaks of the righteous being a just person again and it says they have wisdom their mouth is wise. The things they say are things of God. And the wicked are referred to as a forward tongue. And the forward tongue is going to be cut off or cut out. Um, it is not like God. It is apart from God. And in verse 32, in the final verse of chapter 10, speaks of the righteous man and it says that their lips know acceptable it it is acceptable whereas the righteous the wicked i'm sorry they speak forwardness um it and forwardness meaning that it will not yield or comply that it is disobedient and so in that 32 it says the lips of the righteous know what is acceptable but the, the mouth of the wicked speaketh forwardness. And my final thoughts about um, the righteous, um, I listed all of the things that God used Solomon to say about righteous people. He calls them righteous. He calls him the wise son. He calls him a rich man. He calls him just, 
He calls him a wise man. He calls him upright. He calls him love. And he calls him fearing the Lord. Whereas the wicked, he says, is foolish. He's a foolish son. He's poor. He's a pratting fool. He's perverted. He's a hatred. He has hateful or hatred heart, hateful heart. And he has a forward tongue and he's sluggard. He is a sluggard. May the Lord add a blessing to the hearers and the readers of his word. Wow. What a show. How magnificent. How calm and easy the delivery. We so thank the Lord for Sharice coming and giving us a very detailed rendering of chapter 10. And as with every reader we have, the the anointing in the personality that God has given them comes forth. And we hear in ways that are different from the prior reader. And I think he appoints it uh, so that we are hearing very, very um, detailed and very, very poignant and important messages in ways that we can absolutely accept and absorb it. Not in, in a very accusatory way, not in a pounding or a my, I'm pointing my finger at you way, but gently spoken as the Lord God himself reveals to us how necessary it is to heed his voice. See, ultimately, the voice of wisdom is the voice of God. And yes, we're hearing the wisdom from Solomon's perspective, as Sharice told us, but it is a part of the compilation of the inspired word of God. And so we know that God imparted to him wisdom by his voice, Solomon heard. And by the same knowing and understanding, he has now compiled these that we might also hear. And there is no mistake with God. He always knows what he's saying, what he's doing, and what he wants. Thank you so much, Sharice. And you are right. God adds a blessing to his word. If you read it, if you hear it, the blessing is upon it. And we are just so grateful that he has chosen us at this time to hear and to share this amazing word. Isn't it wonderful? I don't know. Yes, it was greatly delivered. I'm going to read some um, uh, comments too. Uh, greatly delivered, of course, has come through. Amen. Very timely and gently given. Gently delivered. And we have uh, two more people who've entered. I want to welcome you. Crazy Sile si or Kyle and oh, Gua. Mm, you know your name there. Um, but welcome. Every one of you have come in to join us. We're so blessed that we are in fellowship now with people from places we don't even know. Shep came and, oh my, uh, Kit, Kiwit came, Kitwit came, that's cute. And August 
etc. came and um, some I've already welcomed you and thanked you for being here. I just want you to know that it blankets everyone who visits and that we pray that God will indeed do what we ask him to do every day that we read the Proverbs. And that is dig a ditch, ditch deep into our very being. Plant these words, plant the seed of his word within. And then, Father, you alone can nourish it. You give it the ingredients necessary for it to grow and to become a part of who we are. We really don't want to have to remember, just remember, just remember, which the Holy Spirit is going to do that until it becomes us. But God is bringing us up to become what? In the fullness, till we come into the fullness of the stature of Jesus Christ. I heard a sermon today, and the sermon was amazing, really and truly, in terms of preaching to a group of people God's own truth and not cutting any corners, going through the churches in the book of the Revelation and reading and asking us to consider where we are in the church, where we are. Wisdom should be crying out exactly as Solomon has written and the repetition of the fact that wisdom speaks. Wisdom speaks, why? Because God has founded the world in wisdom. And so we being reborn of his spirit, our spirits now quickened and made alive to commune with him, should we not be the progenitors of the hearing of wisdom, God's word, God's word, God's love projected to a world that is in such dire need. I tell you, Sharice, and you can just jump in at any point, say whatever you want. All of you give comment. I am watching British um, TV. I do. I, I think I must do it because I don't like the up close and personal <laughs> chaos that is so near me. Of course, I do watch American TV, but I love uh, your English literature and classics. And so I tend to watch it. And ever so often I will watch a series that has been uh, uh, produced in, in the contemporary society. And I tell you not every production that I've watched has a negative presentation of God and his church. And the world judges God by the church. Well, who is the church? That's you and me. What is the church? That is the fellowship of believers. And Jesus Christ said before he left that the world should know us by our love. And yet there is a negative response to many people about the church or to people who say, they love the Lord. I think, Sharice, you started by saying uh, something like that. Um, or, or here comes those church folks. Or, oh, you're going to talk about what? Okay, people don't want to hear it, right? But if we were fishers of men, I love the imagery that you gave that the yes. beauty of, yeah, just waiting. Being in relationship with a person. Letting them be comfortable with first who we are, Isaiah 58, Jesus Christ and his strategy. He never just ran up on a person and told them their wrongdoing. He told them as he fellowshiped with them, he taught and demonstrated. And so many of us reject people 
who are without the walls, who don't have the behaviors that we think they ought to have, who do not respond in ways that we personally think they ought to. And that doesn't mean that we don't give wisdom, that we don't share wisdom. We read uh, yesterday that uh, a, a scoffer will will turn away from wisdom and will hate you if you give it to them. <laughs> uh, that's just the lot we bear. However, it won't be because you have beat them up in ways or you have refused fellowship. God will do the work if we take the time. Isn't it wonderful? Welcome, Kim. Okay, so I, I'm seeing your message. Yes, I love that fishing imagery. <laughs> so relatable. Absolutely. Welcome to OJ28. God bless you for joining us. We have had a beautifully uh, delivered Proverbs chapter 10 by our guest reader, Shreese. And she didn't give you her last name, so I shan't either. Oh, but it's Johnson, we, so, Brown. <laughs> Johnson Brown. Okay. Yeah, it's still Johnson. So I use it yes. <laughs> Very good, very good, very good. Like I never change mine either. I am married with a with my maiden name, right? And I'm I'm legal, Sharice, because in in Ethiopia that's how it's done. Nonetheless, when I say legal, I mean you know accepted in the in the culture. But yes. uh, nonetheless, you did a you did a phenomenal job, and we're so very very pleased that you have come and shared with us. And you know what? I, I I'm just so like I'm tickled pink here because <laughs> um, we did the Psalms, and a few people are in the uh, in the studio who, who came with me, and there are 150 of those Psalms. Right? We had a great time doing it, also. But we read those Psalms with a with a little help from other friends. We read the Psalms and we went all the way through. And there is just, you cannot even compare God's word to any other poetry or any other book or any other essay, nothing like that, right? That's it. it it's chocked for just chunks of great, great guidance. And that's what we need. And if you get enough in it, you'll be delivered from all those things that match up with what Sharice has, has very, very clearly shown us, that which is wickedness. And that is the whole point of the Proverbs. It's skill. I read in my, in the, you know, the content, the preface of my book in my Bible, skill with sagacity skill we learn to operate and i tell you it will become your nature you will be the you'll be the person because that's where the lord is taking us and we do want to get there by his grace we want to get there also ashreese brought out very clearly for us the memory of the just is blessed when you respond in in the in the new nature that God has given you, when you live that life, your works will live on after you're long off the scene. The memory of the just, the righteous, leave a legacy that is never forgotten, chocked full of wisdom, uh, pointers for living life, a good life, indeed. It is the way. 
And like, you know, like I said, I, I, I'm, I have a bad memory. I always did. I used to say to the Lord, Oh, Father, you know, you come upon a thing after you've done the thing. You After you've uh, cast the die, now you remember that you shouldn't have done it that way, right? And I would say, Lord, I'm such a slow learner. Please, I don't want to have to remember. Send the Spirit before me so that I can act on the, on the dime, in the moment, as I am your child. And the Lord has delivered me from many of my past failings in personality to a newness. And that newness, I'm not finished, but the newness is my nature now. It is my new nature and it is your new nature. And he is willing to do all of that for all of us at any time that we ask him. If any of you lack wisdom, so it is written in the book of James, let him ask and it will be given to you because God is no respecter of persons. He's not giving any one of us, any one of his children. You'll never be able to accuse him of being partial. He gives to all liberally and he does not upbraid as he's doing it. Blessed be the name of the Lord our God. He is more than wonderful. I just have one cross reference and I'm not going to read it all. But if you go back to Psalm 37 and read this Psalm of David. Now remember Solomon was David's son and David was king of Israel, a man after God's own heart. David, despite his fallings and his failings, was very wise in this one thing. He loved the Lord. He recognized God as his father, and he was always humbling under so that, or in submission to God, even when he was called out of his sin. Remember the proverb says, if you rebuke a wise man, he will (laughs) accept, he will love you. That was David. He will love you, right? And that's how it is. And so Psalm 37 <clears throat> is written. Uh, I can't remember the uh, exactly what experience David was going through. He went through many. But if we go back, he starts by saying, do not fret yourself because of evildoers. Neither be envious against workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut off like the grass, and they shall wither as the green herb. Listen. God has a recompense. Everything that we do has an, a, a, a payment. We shall be ones who reap exactly what we've sown. I love the Lord and I bless him and I thank him. Read Psalm 37. If you don't, I shall come back and read it for you. I'm only kidding. I, I, <laughs> I invite you to read Psalm 37. And if you're like me and like Sharice did us today, she caused us to ruminate, meditate on this chapter. And I just love it. I tell you, uh, you guys make me know that I need the help, that I need 
the help. May God bless us all. Uh, praise God for his tender mercies. I can't imagine what my life would be without him. Hallelujah. That's Sister Reem's talking. And I'm going back now to read. God bless you, Sister Sharice. Yes, I love that fishing imagery. Gently delivered. Sharice, oh, you like the show too. Thank you all for liking the show. Um, there was another comment here um, that uh, Fresh in Space is made about your comment. It, oh, yes, the levels of wickedness that you perceived. I think it was in um, verse 10. So really uh, insightful. And Sharice, if you would for us, just kind of take us a little bit further in that thought, levels of wickedness. Can you? Um, in verse mm -hmm. 10? I think it was verse 10. Let me see. Um, okay. I wrote it. Now. Yeah. Oh, Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. So it was, uh, this is like a new thought for me in reading this today. And I, I mm -hmm. you know, so I, maybe somebody else can expound a little more about it. But what I was thinking is the fact that at the beginning it says that uh, it was referring to a wicked person kind of winking their eye and that it would mm -hmm. cause sorrow um, and I was thinking the, there was like a, some level of wickedness in this winking of their eye mm -hmm. and, but it used the word but but the pratting mm -hmm. fool falls so this level was in my view a worse level of wickedness because mm -hmm you would fall in it, whereas the first would just cause pain or sorrow. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Mm -hmm. And it just oh, yes. kind of started to make me think about, you know, how there's different levels of faith because even Jesus said, all you need is a mustard seed of faith because, you know, there was a complaint. Oh, well, I don't have faith for this, you know. Mm -hmm. But he said, if you just have a mustard seed of faith, I'm not asking you to have a lot of faith. So there was different levels of faith. Surely yeah. there's different levels of wickedness. Um, oh, yes. Or, or at least that's what, what my perception was today in reading that. Um, and in seeing that, it was like, so be careful because the thing that we think is what we, what, what I used to call it when I was young, a white lie is, mm -hmm. is still <laughs> of such a, you know, a form of wickedness in, uh, in a wrong. And, and it may cause a little problem here, but as you, um, as a righteous person stores it up, it, as a wicked person, as you can t t continue to store it up, you've gone from being that wicked son that has this small sin or this small thing to, you know, storing it up and letting it grow. And now you are a wicked man and it is a big thing. Um, so mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I, you know, maybe I kind of need to sit with God a little more about that situation, but that's how it came to me today. And I do believe it's delivered by the Holy Spirit, because when we are, you know, we're in society. I love the way that you say if you allow the little white lie to live or the little white sin so that so, you know, that comes out of Catholicism. I think it does anyway. The, <laughs> the, the venial, <laughs> those yeah. 
yeah. not so bad things, right? Which we all are guilty of. We're born in sin and we're shaped in iniquity. So says the word. That's why we need redemption. And the nature of sin is in us, right? Until, of course, the deliverance of the, of the Lord brings us out of it little by little more and more the longer we are are being in in this family but definitely it is easy my mother and father used to say a man who will lie will steal and if he'll steal he'll kill so they had that level of wickedness right, right. don't get started not only that we observe in a world every day right levels of wickedness there's a little, you know, somebody may tell you a lie or come and talk about somebody behind their back. And then before you know it, there's great division and people are plotting and and, and uh, creating strategies to overthrow and to overtake and to, you know, even in your job. And then there are those other uh, dastardly sins where people may be caught in the um clutches of real evil and they are committing murders and they are uh you know committing all manner of evil in the world levels i believe you are absolutely uh, open to the holy spirit and if you have ever studied spiritual warfare that's what you're taught Mm -hmm. there are levels and assignments of differing by differing um, members of the um, the minion family, the satanic family. Mm-hmm. And you are lured into sin, as we could see. The, uh, the young man goes to the lady who's sitting on the corner and she starts to allure him, talk to him, give descriptions of this sin that she's drawing him into and to participate in. And once with the trouble with start is to stop, that's an old adage we also grew up with. Once you participate in a certain thing, going deeper into that thing is easy enough. I love it. Thank you so much for bringing that out. As you did, you brought out so many uh, points. And uh, he has been the faithful father, Sir Tony, who never gave up on us despite our rebellious act and attitude he has never said he's had to um had it to the neck oh well, that must be an expression in Ghana. he's had it up to here we we tony we do that but we put our hand up to show i've had it up to here you know up to the neck up to the top of my head can't take it anymore god has never done that i like our parents say when they give up on us, <laughs> his power and wisdom to endure everything, he forbears. Absolutely. He's not willing that any should perish. So he waits. He holds back the judgment. Glory. Mm. Can I tell you what a great, great blessing that is? Because if he did not, the likes of me might not have gotten an opportunity to walk in through that door. Jesus Christ. I love the Lord. I'm telling you, he's good like that. Thank you so much, Tony. You always have such words of wisdom to share as well. We love it. We love it. We love it. Thank you, guys. Now, remember, at the end of each one of our, Sharisha must come again. She will be coming again. Um, And I'm so, I can't thank you enough 
for what you have given to us this day. It is by God's own leading, by the power of his spirit, by, oh, hallelujah, by your openness as his child to hear his voice and to be with us in patience and, and, and walk it through. That's what God is doing here in our readers. And I implore all of you to invite someone in who has never wanted to know God's word and those young people who have yet to understand and know life that they may also hear the wisdom of God and be drawn to him through his love and be kept from the evils that await their very lives. Remember that the enemy comes to rob, to kill, to utterly destroy. And he will do it oh so very completely. Praise God for him. Bring someone in. Thank you all who have shared the uh, this program with others. And um, I just want you to know that you can't, um, you, you, you don't go wrong when you do such a thing, right? They come, if they come, if they don't, it's off of you, you know what I mean? But keep on uh, inviting. And as Sheree say, be, said, be a fisherman of men, just as Jesus Christ invited us to be and appointed his disciples. He ordained them to be just that. That from, from now on, you'll be fishers of men and you will in, be empowered by the Holy Spirit to do what uh, you should do, that they may know that you have, first of all, demonstrated the love of God. Glory, glory, glory. And the table was beautifully set. I'm telling you, we had roses and, you know, buttercups are one of my favorite flowers. So I think there were buttercups on this table today. And we have dined uh, sufficiently. We have had more than enough for this moment. But you know you can never, ever tire or be empty of. There's no need to be hungry for God's word because it's, it's available. It's here and we can pick it up. We can hear it. We can see it on the internet. It's everywhere in this part of the world and where it is not. We pledge ourselves to support those who are making sure that the whole world has the gospel of Jesus Christ. And as I said, the table has been phenomenal. It's been a good meal. Thank you, Lord, for it. So God, you know, at the end of every good uh, dinner party, there is what? A joyous, joyous moment when you just want to dance, right? And so our music is to bring a smile on your face, to make you clap your hands, to stand up and lift your hands and just know that the joy of the Lord is your strength and that that joy, his wisdom, his presence has been with us today. So we're so glad about it. Sharice, what can I say? But thank you. God will recompense you according as you have given. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, bless everyone who has joined us in this studio today. As Sister Reem says, subtly at times until you're caught in the snare of what, darling? His love? Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Remember that. That's a great one to, yeah, watch how we speak. 
And until next time, so tomorrow is Monday, and by His grace and power, we will meet at 9 a.m. and again at 8.30. Just to repeat, have a wonderful rest of your Sunday or the beginning of it, the whole thing, wherever you are in this world today. Remember, God is there to bless and to keep you, to teach you, and to allow His Spirit to guide you into all truths. Bye-bye. We'll talk again. Love it.